0: here on the panther pod um, it's been a rough year this past week we as a community um, obviously we're not based in Charlottesville. we're based in franklin county we're in rocky mount boons mill area but we're still in virginia nonetheless Um, and when news broke on sunday regarding a shooting at the University of Virginia campus and that three football players were taken away from the team. Um, It's definitely hard to hear and hard to – like, I I hate it for the families. I truly do. Um, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, and Lavelle Davis Jr. uh, were killed uh, this past Sunday coming back from a school field trip.
1: The official statement from UVA football – there are no words to describe this tremendous loss to our UVA football family. Lavell Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry, you will all be dearly missed, and we will never forget the impact you had on our team and community. Uh, please join me and Cole for a moment of silence for UVA and the UVA football team. Thank you. Ah, uh, now, as we continue on with our uh, regular scheduled podcast. I'm Owen Spellnik. My name's Cole Connor, And this is the Panther Pod. Yeah. So, looking at some games coming up this week, Cole. Um, not going to lie, there were some really hard games to find this week.
0: Yeah, it's... Um I think the SEC, not the Pac-12, because Pac-12 actually has some decent games this week. But uh, besides one game in the Big Ten, um, not any games in the SEC worth talking about. I mean, when when the highlight of the SEC schedule is Georgia-Kentucky, that really doesn't scream, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, granted, next week, it's going to be hard to choose between games. Um. But anyway, kicking things off.
1: Also, West Virginia literally has nothing to talk about this episode. You know, it's K State. I'm referring to something else, but okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I literally have nothing to talk about. I don't know what you're talking about, Cole. Mm. Anyway,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> ooh throwing some shade. Yep. Yikes. Whoops. <laughs> um, bringing it to the Big Ten. Uh, six and four Iowa Hawkeyes take on the seven and three Minnesota Golden Gophers. Both these teams are bowl eligible. Uh, Minnesota is favored to win by two and a half. ESPN's matchup predictor is sixty eight to thirty two. The over under is a whopping
1: thirty two point five. Oof! Yeah, that's Brutal. solely because Iowa's playing football this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so honestly,
1: Iowa. How is Iowa football bowl eligible right now?
0: I know it's kind of wild; it's a little wild. How? Let's see. That Let's pull them up real quick. Uh, South Dakota State won seven to three, Nevada twenty-seven to nothing, Rutgers twenty-seven to ten, Northwestern thirty-three to thirteen, Purdue twenty-four to three, and Wisconsin twenty-four to ten.
1: I'm so impressed that Iowa actually scored more than ten points a game. Um <laughs> their points per game is not good. Uh seventeen
0: point nine. Points allowed per game thirteen point nine. Minnesota thirty point six. Points allowed thirteen point one.
1: At least Iowa's got a good defense. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um Iowa total yardage per game two hundred fifty one yards. Minnesota four hundred and three yards. Uh, yards allowed, Iowa 260.7, Minnesota 274.0. Uh, we touched base on Iowa's last five. Iowa's coming into this game winning three straight against Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin. They dropped uh, <laughs> the two games. Bless you.
1: Thank you. Ooh, they
0: dropped the two games before that. Ohio State, they lost 54-10. And then Illinois, they lost 9 2-6.
1: Also, but that's on Illinois too. Like, you got a score. that
0: doesn't scream 1920s football score, I don't know what does. Yeah, besides, no. like, a 2 0 tie. Yeah. Or a 2 0 win.
1: Yeah. Uh, Minnesota in their last five games, they also lost to Illinois 26 14. They lost to Penn State 45 17. Uh, beat Rutgers 31 0. Uh, Nebraska twenty to thirteen and Northwestern Northwestern thirty one to three. Uh, Minnesota just looks to, like Minnesota puts up the yards. They put up the points. They average thirty point six points a game. They put up four hundred and three points, uh, four hundred three yards a game. Two twenty one of that usually is on the ground. Uh, they do throw the ball a little bit better than Iowa. The hundred eighty two and a half yards per passing. Uh, Defense are only giving up 274 yards a game, 106 on the ground, 167 through the air, which is great considering that Iowa, on average, is putting up 251 yards a game.
0: Um, A lot of that, as you said, is on the ground and on the back of Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, 238 carries for 1,261 yards and 18 touchdowns so far this year. Um minnesota's air raid with tanner morgan not an air raid Excuse cute i don't even know why i said that um minnesota's passing
1: game mm-hmm. much better yes
0: um tanner morgan has 1324 yards seven touchdowns five interceptions
1: why does this man look like he's like in his mid to late 30s he's a senior <laughs> yeah he's got to be like a super senior uh, he touchdowns.
0: is listed as doubtful for this game though um so, I think that goes to, oh, Lord of mercy on that last name. Ethan Kalliakamanis. Ethan Kalliakamanis. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, he is a true freshman. 460 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, even with that being said, I'm going Minnesota. I'm also going Minnesota with this one. I was just, here's the thing. I like As Iowa. Long- I've always liked Iowa. But, I- No.
1: As long as Kirk Ferentz is the head coach at Iowa, you're not going to have exciting football there. No. Like, it's it, – yeah. It's, I mean
0: <laughs> – You don't need exciting football to win games.
1: But also, it, it, it it's really nice to – Yeah. And also, like, I just – I was just – like it, it is surprising to me that they're six and four this year. Like it has not been a great year for Iowa football between Iowa and Iowa State.
0: Um the game time weather prediction is freezing. Uh Love right that. at thirty two degrees in Minnesota.
1: Tickets as low as seventy dollars though.
0: it's a halfway decent matchup.
1: I wonder I who so. Iowa State's playing though. Iowa if, State is playing Texas Tech this week, and they are fighting for bowl eligibility.
0: Ooh. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably not a whole lot of Minnesota, Iowa fans are going to make that trip over to Minnesota. So, No,
1: nope. but, yeah, no, I'm going Minnesota as oh, well. Oh, yeah, no, for sure.
0: Um, a game that I feel like we are going to be desperately divided on, Utah, Oregon. Mm. Number 10, Utah, takes on number 12, Oregon. Both teams are eight and two, six and one in conference. Pac-twelve preview for championship
1: game? Uh I think we're getting Pac-Twelve preview and championship game later on this week. Or later on in, in our picks, in our games of the week. Mm, that we're fair enough. I th- I think we're yeah, getting fair yeah, enough. I think we're getting that. Um I,
0: second place Pac-Twelve Championship. <laughs> to, um,
1: <laughs> Alamo Bowl Pac-Twelve Championship. Hmm
0: <laughs> The silver medal game?
1: <laughs> the silver medal game. Oh my God. <laughs> um, oh my goodness.
0: Both teams we've talked about in length uh, previewing. Um, they don't have a spread or an over under listed for this game.
1: <laughs> wild. Absolutely um, wild.
0: It is in Eugene.
1: Um, Tickets cost less at this game than they do for Iowa and Minnesota. I would want to go see this game. I would want to go see this game. I could not stand being at the Minnesota and Iowa game.
0: Um, Both teams have very productive offenses. Uh, Utah is right at 39.5. Oregon 42.2 points per game, points allowed. Utah has a better defense, 20.0. Oregon 27.4. Total yards, Oregon has more. Uh, 527 versus 462. Uh, Both teams have a fairly balanced attack on the offense. Oregon 288 and 239. Utah 252 and 210. Yards allowed, Oregon right under 400. Utah 330. It's going to be interesting to see how well these teams mesh together. Um, especially Bo Nix and uh, Cameron Rising, they're both playing, right? Cameron yes. Rising's list is probable, but. Yes. Um, I know Bo Nix isn't out. No, yeah. We've talked about it before. I still think Bo Nix is, he's not as bad as what he was at Auburn last mm-hmm. year, but I still think he has those flashes of inconsistency that we've seen. Maybe. Uh, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions. Probably going to break 3,000 yards passing this week. More than likely. Uh, Cameron Rising, not going to break 3,000 yards passing this week. (laughs) Um, 2,225 yards, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. Probably going to break 20 touchdowns, though. So we'll see. Um, This is going to be a good game. As we said, there's not a spread listed, and there's not an over-under. If I had to give a spread, I would probably say – Four and a half in Oregon's favor?
1: I, w- I would also say four and a half. Uh, over-under, I'd say like 75. Oh, yeah. no <laughs> 75. So probably, the
0: reason why they probably didn't put an over-under is because they couldn't figure out an over-under. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a high-scoring game.
1: It is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, both have lost at least one game within their last five, and both have been a one-scored game. Uh, back in October on October 8th, Utah lost to UCLA 42-32 and then just last week uh Oregon lost to Washington 37-34 and they only lost lost because they uh because the running back because uh Homestead Bruce Irving I was like wait a minute Bruce Bruce because Bucky Irving uh slipped, slipped. on fourth down. Yep, slipped on fourth down. Fourth in inches. Um. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, however, I I think Oregon is a much more complete team, and I am going with the Ducks. Um,
0: I know I just said that Oregon was probably favored in this game just because, as you said, they're the more complete game, but I'm going upset. I'm picking
1: Utah. Oh, interesting. Is it really an upset, though, because Oregon is ranked 12th, Utah is ranked 10th?
0: I think a lot of that has to do – with Utah not really having that many flashy wins. Now, granted, they had the thriller with USC 43-42. Oh, yeah. um, but beyond that, they dropped a game to UCLA that they probably not should not have mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Utah is just as good as any team in the Pac-12 right now. But nonetheless, on we go. Um, Pac-12 Panther not not this time. <laughs> not
1: this time? Not this time? Okay. 12-team okay.
0: 12, 12 conference Panther Pod just doesn't really have
1: the same ring to 12 it. 12-team conference Panther. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, you got that, too. Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> moving on to our next game. As we alluded to, it's a Big 12 matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Texas Longhorns. Owen, horns, horns down. down take on the Kansas Jayhawks
1: who they lost to who last
0: year they lost to in Austin in Austin this is at David Booth Stadium mhm tickets also
1: as low as $17 i would
0: i would also pay to watch this game instead of the Iowa Minnesota game mm-hmm. and that's not digging Iowa Minnesota i'm sure that game is going to be great
1: however i don't want to see a baseball score when i'm watching football
0: no i want to see a I want to see an offensive and defensive showcase, not yes. just, oh, this team got a safety. Okay, game's over. No,
1: absolutely not. Love
0: to see it. Um, <laughs> Owen, can you take a wild
1: guess to see who's favored? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who's favored because yeah. I looked at it when we were picking. Yeah, uh, Texas has a winning probability of 77%, uh, and they're favored by nine.
0: Owen, both of these teams have the same
1: record. Um,
0: Kansas is worse than the Big 12, but both of these teams have the same overall record.
1: Uh, Jason Bean has more touchdowns than Quinn Ewers and less interceptions.
0: Well, also – Jason Bean's coming in relief of Jalen Daniels. But also, also And Quinn Ewers has missed considerable time this season.
1: But but the, still but it cancels the, each other it out. It cancels each other yeah. out. And the fact that like Jason Bean is a backup and has four interceptions compared to uh Quinn Ewers. Do you realize that Quinn Ewers has about the same numbers as JT Daniels? JT less has interceptions. Two less interceptions. Just two less interceptions. Ooh. <laughs> I thought if Quinn Ewers was, was gonna be starting for Texas, they were gonna be undefeated. They were gonna run the Big Twelve. So and here
0: here's where I'll stop you because I think Texas's offense is better than Kansas's offense if Jalen Daniels is not on the field. Good majority of that is Texas likes to run the football. And they have yeah. Bijan Robinson. Okay. Stats for this game. Points per game, Kansas is outscoring Texas, 33.5 to 36.9. Points allowed is a different story. Texas is allowing less, 21.3 to 30.4. Both teams are hovering right around 430 yards per game. Uh, Kansas is giving up quite a good bit of yardage compared to Texas, uh, 443
1: to Texas 371. Um (laughs) Kansas their, is giving up the same amount of yards as they are gaining them on offense. I, I don't see an
0: issue with that because of their points per game and their points allowed per game. Not in and the also, looking at their last five, Kansas has lost four of their last five games.
1: How many of those were one-scored one games, though? Uh, TCU. TCU? TCU. Oklahoma.
0: Oklahoma's not a one-score game. That's 10
1: points, bud. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, just TCU. Just TCU. Okay. I, I hear you. I say I close, hear- rel- t- relatively close yeah, games. I hear you.
0: So, if we're going by that metric, TCU, Oklahoma, and Baylor were all close games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they beat Oklahoma State 37-16, to kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas' last five. They've lost two of their last five. To Oklahoma State, and obviously this past weekend with TCU. (laughs) You hate to see it. They also barely
1: beat out Iowa State. They
0: barely beat out Iowa State, but then they stomped Oklahoma 49 to nothing. Mm -hmm. Which, if West Virginia can beat Oklahoma, then anybody can.
1: Brother, brother, I stand by my statement earlier of what we were arguing before off air.
0: Folks, here at the Panther Pod, we like to have a good time. When I tell you that the man sitting across from me as we're recording this podcast almost made me put him through a table um, violently before...
1: Powerball!
0: Yeah. powerbomb. Before this show got kicked off, I mean it. Um, I was I, I felt my heart racing, and I was yelling, and I was screaming, and it was not good.
1: Here here here's here's the extent here's the extent of what happened. We're talking about Bama and their cupcake schedule. We're also talking about LSU and their cupcake schedule because LSU because or cause this is the week that all SEC teams decide to take a fourth bye and play some no-name team at the end of the season when I literally said why don't they do it like every other conference and play at the beginning year and play at the beginning play their non all their non-conference games at the beginning of the year like the Big 12 like the ACC like all these teams do or like all these conferences do because and
0: unlike I, all the other conferences we actually have something to compete for at the end of the season you it's
1: solely because you have a circle that has SEC in the middle of it and Georgia and Alabama run the table all year so so when you here's here's my thing is the committee looks at this and says okay autumn even next year even if Alabama goes eight and four nine and three I don't think they will but if if they are gonna lose another game they're still gonna be ranked in the top four next year you know why because they're Alabama yeah and Georgia, even if they lose the national championship ne- this year, or if they even lose the SEC championship, they're still going to go make it to the playoffs. And next year they'd be ranked in the top four. You yeah. know why? Because, because they're, they're, Al- Georgia. they're They're Alabama and Georgia. But also because they belong to that little circle, that SEC, that SEC logo, is sitting on their field and on their shoulder pads uh, or on their chest. Something that we have not
0: talked – and I understand what you're saying. Something that we have not talked about, and that is actually very relevant for this game – brother, Texas is going to the SEC.
1: Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they also going... get paid hundred no, 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 mil no, 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 no. a year. That's
0: not the point that I'm making. Texas already has media bias. Mm. They're going to the SEC. So does Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, also because they're the really only two competitive programs in
1: the Big 12, but that's you're, not it. they are so competitive. Anyway. Yeah. Literally. They,
0: Back to the game because I feel my blood pressure raising again, and I'm not trying to die
1: in the middle of recording this podcast. I'm just saying, SEC is own as people they own, because if you beat one team, all of a sudden you're a really good team, even though even though like bad teams beat good teams every now and then. Two words for you: Oh, what I <laughs> SEC is not the greatest conference in football. They are. This year, and I would argue Big 12 and could be as well. Year and
0: the year before. No, absolutely before, not.
1: Absolutely before, not. Tennessee went 7-6 and six last and year. year before. Yeah, because they won like six straight games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were fighting for bowl eligibility and then lost to Purdue in the Music City Bowl. Yeah, because
0: we've already Granted. covered if Purdue... <laughs> Granted, granted, anybody with numbers in front of their name, which at the time Tennessee wasn't, obviously, but Purdue is a juggernaut when it comes to unranked or but, ranked but opponents. What my
1: th- but my my thing is within the past ten years in the e- the East has been literally all Georgia. Georgia literally has dominated the East. Florida, Flo- no, no, Florida yes. was in the early two thousands. No, Florida te- has been
0: competitive in the last. All right. No, but they did not make the. They did not. They did not make the SEC championship Owen, game. we still have three more games to cover. SEC's not I'll the greatest. I'll yell conference. at you after the podcast. They're soon. not the greatest. Texas, Kansas, who are you picking?
1: I am picking the Jayhawks. You, I'm picking the Jayhawks.
0: Here on the Panther Pod, we like to. Uh, say horn horns down a lot and um I feel like it is a very controversial move but I am I'm am going Texas in this game
1: Oh, so you're going to tell me SCC try to tell me SEC is the greatest conference in football and then go ahead and pick Texas hmm hmm, <laughs> hmm.
0: There's a reason why West Virginia wasn't invited to join the SEC. Anyway, moving on. Um, NC Brother, State we have Louisville. been over this before. Speaking of we conferences that West Virginia before. wasn't invited to join, let's move to the ACC matchup of this week. You know what? I- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, when when, when's that move happening? Oh, wait, that's not happening anymore. Maybe since Shane Lyons is out, you'll actually be able to join a good conference now. (laughs) I'd love to see you try.
1: That's how I'm feeling.
0: NC State, Louisville. Ow! I deserve that. NC state,
1: Louisville. I hope LSU gets absolutely demolished in the SEC championship game. I hope they can't score. I hope they can't score more than a touchdown, maybe a field goal. i
0: that's not gonna happen. <sighs> look, look, you and I have both said some very hurtful things this episode. Not, not during this episode, but you've said a lot of hurtful things before the episode happened, and I've said some things during this episode. I'd like to extend an olive branch. I'm sorry for making fun of West Virginia. I took you to
1: Morgantown this weekend.
0: I took you to Morgantown. I'm Morgan- taking you to an LSU game next season. But
1: I took you to Morgantown.
0: Yeah, and I'm taking you to an LSU game
1: Next season, and NC State is currently seven and three, and three and three in conference. Louisville is six and four. I'm not even going to acknowledge Cole anymore. Okay, we're on a we're on a we're on a silent. A How are silent we going to do treatment. the
0: podcast if you're giving me the silent treatment?
1: NC State right now has lost two of their last five. They've beat Florida State nineteen to seventeen. They lost Syracuse twenty four to nine. They beat Virginia Tech, go Chokies, twenty two to twenty one. Wake Forest, they beat Wake Forest thirty to twenty one. Boston College. They lost to Boston College, um, twenty-one
0: to twenty. Um, looking at the stats for both teams. Uh, did I say you could talk? Did <laughs> oh, I I'm say- sorry. Did, did, I just... did you want me to do my regular bit or no? No. I... Okay. Fine. <laughs> you know what? No.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Louisville right now has won the last four out of the five. They have beaten uh, UVA 34-17. They beat Pitt, uh, yay, 24-10. This is 10. a
0: Owen-heavy segment on the Panther Pod right now. Wake but.
1: Forest is 48-21. to hmm, Maybe it's – I don't I don't know. Like you said, maybe it's a conference that I should belong in. Maybe that's <laughs>
0: – <laughs> I ended this man's whole career. <laughs> Stats. NC State scoring 26.4. Louisville has slightly higher 28.8. NC State's allowing less yardage. Louisville are, uh, excuse me, NC State's giving up fewer points 18.1 to Louisville's 20.6. NC State is gaining less yardage uh, 350 to Louisville's 421. Um, and NC State is giving up less yards 321 to 352. Uh Devin Leary and
1: <laughs> Devin Leary's not playing this game. He's out for the season.
0: Okay, so who is uh NC State? Is it still Jack Chambers? It is still Jack Chambers. Okay. Jack Chambers 239 yards, one touchdown in his senior season. Mhm. That sucks. Yep. I hate that for him.
1: Yep. Um <laughs> Louisville currently has a 69.5% chance of uh, winning this game. Uh, Louisville is favored uh, by four, and the over-under is 45 right now. Uh, Remember, we talked about this before, Scott Satterfield, head coach for Louisville, is kind of on the hot seat.
0: I don't think so anymore. They've clinched bowl eligibility.
1: I I mean – Honestly, and I think a I would marquee
0: say win against NC State, who's ranked at this point, mm-hmm. will completely and totally cool that hot seat.
1: I would think so as well. Um, and, and the reason he's on that hot seat is because he was actively trying to get the Auburn job, and people knew about it. Didn't get the Auburn job, and he's still at Louisville.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, he's done what he can to turn this Louisville team around.
1: Yep. Because at that point,
0: uh, when he was on the hot seat, Louisville had not gone in a four game winning streak, and they were actively three and two. And they literally, oh goodness me, Or, uh, no, excuse me, two and three.
1: And they beat, like, both teams who were in the ACC championship last year being Pitt and Wake Forest as well. Number 10 ranked Pitt, uh, or number 10 Ten-ranked ranked Wake, Wake Forest. And then, um, then they lost to number 10, Clemson, 31 16 last week.
0: Um, Louisville finishes the season out against Kentucky. It's going to be interesting to see what the rumors coming are out of this game and then compared to that Kentucky
1: game as well. Tickets are as low as $7 for this game.
0: Uh, I would I would go and watch this game Yeah, if it wasn't eight hours away. Oh, yeah, because it's in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> if it was in Raleigh, if it was in Durham, I'd go watch this game. Absolutely. Um, that being said, I'm picking NC State in this game.
1: Uh, Wolfpack is back. You know, I I'm actually very torn on this. Here's here's why, like, here's why I don't want to pick NC State because they don't have De- Devin Leary and they still get Jack Chambers. They're still operating under a backup quarterback. Um, and Louisville's just really on a roll right now. You know, I know they lost to Clemson last week, but I feel like they could bounce back against NC State. But honestly. I mean, I thought about picking NC State at first, too, but I'm kind of leaning towards Louisville. I'm, I, I just don't know. Louisville's putting up the better numbers. They're putting up 421 on offense. They're and only, they're favored. And they're favored. They're only giving up 352 yards uh, when they're on defense. They're, they're scoring 29 points a game, giving up 20 points a game. You know, I just I, – I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time picking in this one. Um I know. <laughs> Too sweet, brother. Wolfpack is back. Um I I think I'm gonna go NC State. I, I think I am gonna even though Louisville is favorite, I think I will go the Wolf Pack.
0: It is um as I was saying, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see if Louisville finishes six and six. What's that going to do um, as far as getting
1: him off the hot seat or not? I, w- I would say 7-5 and five does not get him off the hot seat. I would say 8-4 and four does, though.
0: Yeah. So, went out, beat NC State, beat Kentucky. But, anyway, moving on to the rivalry section, the games that we did not struggle to pick, we just struggled to remember. Um <laughs> oh. Uh, bringing it back to the Pac 12, number seven USC versus number 16 UCLA. USC, nine and one, seven and one in conference. UCLA, eight and two, five and two in conference. Owen, Caleb Williams, DTR. That's this matchup.
1: Yep. Caleb Williams, 31 touchdowns, two interceptions. DTR, Darian Thompson-Robinson, uh, 20 touchdowns, four interceptions.
0: That's not even looking at DTR or Caleb Williams' rushing stats. They have significantly more. Um, which, oh. Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, oh, but Zach Charbonnet, the running back for UCLA. Yeah,
0: he's also – over 11, Yeah, over 1,100
1: yeah. yards, 13 touchdowns.
0: Um, both teams are right at 40 points per game. Both teams are allowing 25 points per game. Total yardage, both teams are at 500. Yards passing, USC has a slightly better time passing the ball, 316 to 264. UCLA, 240 to 182 rushing. Yards allowed, USC is giving up right at 400. UCLA, 375. It is going to be a good matchup. As we touched on earlier, USC's only loss this season is that Thriller with Utah. Um, UCLA's two losses are against a very rough-looking Arizona team and the number 10-ranked Oregon Ducks. At the time, number 10, excuse me. Um, This is going to be a good matchup. Uh, I've heard the Rose Bowl is sold out for this game.
1: Seventy thousand, even though it holds ninety thousand. Yeah,
0: but they're sold out. <laughs> um, USC is favored by two and a half, and the over/under is seventy-six. Good grief. USC sixty point two, UCLA thirty-nine point eight. Honestly, I think this. I think UCLA can win this game if they don't get overwhelmed early on. That being said, I'm still going USC.
1: I'm also going USC as well. I think USC is just just – They're that good this year. They're that good.
0: And I hate it because that sets the precedent with Lincoln Riley and coaches – come. well, and also Brian Kelly did the exact same thing at LSU, but just because he didn't up and leave Notre Dame in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It sets the precedent for coaches to up and leave in the middle of the night and completely and totally change around Oh, Rich Rod did that. Lincoln
1: Riley, the new Rich Rod? For sure. At for least sure. at
0: least Rich Rod did not take his starting quarterback with him.
1: No, he did not. He did
0: not. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Caleb Williams is
1: an, on an absolute tear this Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boy, Oklahoma fans, don't you wish you had him? Oh, wait. (laughs) You did. (laughs)
0: Speaking of Oklahoma fans.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say, Spear, Spear. By God. By God. Um, Bedlam.
0: It is Bedlam time. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. I'm going to be real honest with you. Dylan Gabriel does not impress me.
1: After watching him in person, after watching him
0: in person last week, and you've said so yourself, West Virginia's passing defense not the best in the nation.
1: Now, how many times? How many times were there? Like, how many times was Marvin Mims open downfield? And Dylan Gabriel just completely and totally overlooked him. That or Marvin Mims dropped it. Yeah, he dropped it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, before
0: we get into all of that, Oklahoma is favored, 7.5, and they have Oklahoma winning 61.5 to 38.5. ridiculous. Absolutely. Oklahoma is not bowl eligible at this point. They are 5-5. Five and five. Oklahoma State, 7-3, 22 <coughs> in the nation. Oklahoma State's offense is better. Uh, both teams – Oklahoma State, 35 points per game. Oklahoma, 30. Oklahoma State defense and Oklahoma defense are right at 30 points per game. Oklahoma are getting more yardage, 456 to 414, and they're allowing less yardage, 432 to 452. Looking at their last five, Oklahoma has lost three of their last five, and so have Oklahoma State. Beautiful. Obviously, we've touched on the West Virginia game. Oklahoma lost to WU 23 to 20. Um, Oklahoma also lost to
1: Baylor 38 to 35. Two weeks they lost to a th- in a three-point game. Brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you hate
0: to see it. <laughs> and then uh their last loss is Texas, horns down, uh 49 to nothing, getting curb stomped. Um, Oklahoma State won their last game, Iowa State, lost to Kansas uh, thirty seven to sixteen, and then Kansas state forty eight to nothing. They beat Texas forty one to thirty four, and then they lost to TCU forty three to forty in double overtime. I'm picking Oklahoma State.
1: I'm also picking Oklahoma State because I think that's the smartest bet of the season. Hey, absolutely. They're going two they're going two in a row here with Bedlam because they if here's the thing. If Oklahoma State can beat last year's Oklahoma team, they they can for sure beat this year's Oklahoma team. Yeah. Even though I know it's not in Stillwater, it's in Norman for sure. Oklahoma, I, I don't even understand. Again, this is the bias that I, I think college football has. Even though it's Vegas who's picking these numbers, but even ESPN has them winning with has them winning with a sixty one and a half percent chance has Oklahoma winning. But literally, Spencer Sanders, Dylan Gabriel are exactly identical. Uh, Spencer Sanders is one seventy six for three hundred one, twenty two over a little over twenty two hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Dylan Gabriel. Is 168 for 263. Again, a little over 2,200 yards, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Eric Gray for Oklahoma, I think, is another kind of deciding factor. We saw him last week; had over 200 yards against West Virginia, 165 carries, over a thousand yards this season, and yeah, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, you look shells. at
0: Dominic Richardson. Uh, Dominic Richardson, he doesn't have the yardage that Eric Gray does, but he only has two less touchdowns.
1: Only has two less. T- two less. Two less touchdowns. And then Ben Green for Oklahoma State has uh, 35 receptions. receptions. Bryson Green, my bad, not Ben Green. Bryson Green has 35 receptions, 573 yards, and five touchdowns. Marvin Mims, 42 receptions. Best
0: receiver in the Big 12 uh, was the thing going around at the start of the
1: year. And Nope. No. He's mid. Yeah. Mid. 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 But, no, I'm for sure going the Cowboys in this one. I um, should have been a cowboy. a cowboy. Wish I would a rope and ride.
0: That wraps up our uh, preview games. Uh, obviously, any of those six games are going to be exciting football to watch. Um, Owen, I'm going to be real honest with you. Mm-hmm. I watched the CFP last week.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it this week. I also did not watch it this week.
0: So I'm going into this raw. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I do know that the top five remains relatively unchanged, and that Alabama is still in the top ten. Yep. Anyway, you want to kick things off? You want me to?
1: Uh, you can go ahead and kick things off.
0: Number one, Georgia. 10-0, and our opponents in the SEC championship game.
1: <laughs> we'll get curb stomped. Uh,
0: <laughs> Number two, Ohio State, 10-0. and Number three, Michigan, 10-0. and Thing to remember about both those teams, they play each other next week. The game.
1: One will not make it to the CFP. One will not make it, and it will be two SEC teams, a Big Ten, and a Big 12 team. However, I do think, though – Brother,
0: that is five. Two SEC, a Big Ten, and a. No, yeah, no, you're right. My bad. My, my bad.
1: Hey, aren't you like a business major? Doesn't that also require a lot of math? It does. Do I need to go tell Fleetwood that you're not great at math? <laughs> <laughs> not this week. Not this week? <laughs> uh, honestly, though, I, I thought about it, and it would be great. There's a big possibility that this could happen. It would be great. To see if USC goes and wins the Pac-12, it would be great to see Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan—one of those two. TCU and then USC go into the uh, four different conferences, and you don't have to double up. That would be great. I think it would be great, but I think it really. Poor g- ACC, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not good They don't. They don't have a shot. I, I mean, honestly, like Clemson's good. They're nine and one, but like, come on. Yeah, but I'm. But but I'm. You know, if if North Carolina beats them, North Carolina's not going to the playoffs, which I think is, again, I value conference championships. And I think
0: the 12-team playoff expansion that's going to happen is going to help alleviate that because you're going to have your conference champions and you should have your conference champions in there at that point. Yeah. Um, But let's be real. Out of these teams, who's not going to win their conference besides the loser of the game?
1: I mean, TCU could. And Georgia could. Could. Probably not going to.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to say that on record.
1: Uh, Here's the thing with TCU is because the Big 12 plays everybody, they've had a tear through this schedule. It's tough to beat a team twice. Yeah. They can do it, but it's tough to do it. Yeah.
0: Um, No, and I I agree with you. I think USC deserves to be in there. To at least represent the Pac-12, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, keeping on number five, Tennessee, nine and one overall. Number six.
1: I see. I was going to pick up number six. I thought we were going to go five and f- you know five and five here. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's uh, what I thought. Uh huh.
0: Well, you know, you know what? Go ahead.
1: Number seven, USC. Number. <laughs> Number six. Um. <laughs> Number six is the SEC West Champions of the World. The L S U Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh eight and two. They are going to go meet Georgia. And Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you will finish in the top ten this year. Yes. Solely because you just made it to the SEC championship game. Again, SEC bias. SEC bias. While TCU is number four, the next closest Big 12 opponent is number 15, and that is Kansas State. You hate to see it. Exactly. SEC bias. Number seven is USC. Number eight is Alabama. Boo. You can, if you cannot fuss Boo. about LSU being in the top we ten, we beat them. You cannot be you cannot be upset about Alabama being in the top ten if LSU is also in the top ten. Whatever. N- number eight is Alabama at eight and two. Number nine is Clemson at nine and one. Eh. Number ten is Utah at eight and two. Makes sense. Excuse me. Oh, eight and two.
0: Number 11 is Penn State, eight and two. Number 12 is Oregon, eight and two. Number 13 is UNC, who should be ranked higher than what they are, and I've said it all year. They're nine and one overall. They just had a very good game against um, Wake Forest, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um, There's exactly the reason why they are 13th. They had a good game against a mid-tier Wake Forest team.
0: Yep, yeah, they're still nine and one.
1: With a blowout loss against a six and three, or at the time six and three, uh, Notre Dame team who lost to Marshall and Stanford.
0: Fair enough. Um, number fourteen is Ole Miss, eight and two, uh, and number fifteen is K State, as you mentioned earlier.
1: Uh, number sixteen is UCLA, eight and two. Number seventeen, Washington, eight and two. Number eighteen, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, at seven and three, could have called that number nineteen. Florida State at seven and three, number twenty. UCF eight and two. Of course, they are
0: twenty. Uh, twenty. I almost said twenty-one is Tulane eight and two. Not bad, baby brother. Uh, twenty-two. Oak State. Uh, gonna be interesting to see how Bedlam pans out mm-hmm. and if they. Curb stomp Oklahoma like they should. How high they're going to shoot up, or if they're going to even be in the rankings next week? Uh, number twenty-three, Oregon State, my pick, uh, <laughs> seven and three, um, not winning the Pac-12, but they look good. Um, number twenty-four, NC State, go Wolfpack, seven and three overall, and number twenty-five, making a making a cameo appearance there, eight and two, Cincinnati.
1: Look at there. Look at there. <laughs> all, so, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Not a bad ranking. Not honestly. a bad
1: ranking. I mean, it could be better. Could be worse.
0: Yeah. Um. Speaking of games that could be better, that aren't going to be worse, the... Tickets as low as $22 this game. <laughs> I can afford to go to this one. <laughs> um, in Death Valley at night. Oh, man. LSU by a million. Um... <laughs> The number six-ranked LSU Tigers, eight and two overall, fresh off of their harrowing victory over the Arkansas Razorbacks, thirteen to ten, and two weeks removed from taking down Alabama in overtime, take on the mighty, the challenging, per Brian Kelly, the challenging five and five UAB Blazers.
1: You're, you could possibly beat another Alabama team this year.
0: We could. Just complete You've the already,
1: set. Yeah, complete the set because you're already beaten two. Yeah, just complete the set. Run the table.
0: <laughs>
1: Doesn't that make you feel great?
0: I'm glad that I don't have to stress about us not beating UAB. Watch you lose to UAB. Don't say that. <laughs> um, Jane Daniels. Did not look great last week. However, <laughs> this man is over 2,000 yards passing and five or 600 yards rushing. Ten touchdowns on the ground, 14 touchdowns on or through the air, two interceptions.
1: That, I, did, I thought he had more interceptions than that. No. Jaden
0: Daniels is a one-man wrecking crew, and I've been saying it all
1: year long. Wow. I mean, I knew mm. – but brother. There is
0: a very real possibility that Jane Daniels passes for three thousand yards and rushes for a thousand yards hey, this year.
1: Hey, but look at the at the first two stats for LSU and you
0: <laughs> for LSU. And UAB. Owen, let me let me let me read you the the vaunt before you get into the stats. Let me read you the vaunted UAB's last five right. Mind you, this is going to take me a bit because I don't know my group of five schools or I, my
1: FCS schools. I do know your group. I do know the group of five schools. Do you want me to go over them? No, no, no.
0: I got it. The University of North Texas, 41-21. to 21. UTSA. They lost 44-38 in double overtime. FAU. 24 to 17 Florida Atlantic go owls baby Woo! dub KU the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. second in conference USA they lost 20 to 17 and then Charlotte 49ers two and nine 11th in conference USA 34 to 20. Owen. Who dim? Who dim? Who, who dim teams?
1: <laughs> who dim teams? I still Who'd think. It, I just still think it's hilarious that
0: oh UAB is for sure the mirror image of LSU. They're averaging the same points per game. They're allowing the same points per game. Yards passing are yards. They have more than us. They rush the <laughs> ball better than we do. Uh, they've given up less yards than us. There is a very real threat. To LSU this week. If you're looking at the stats and you do not know college football, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the spread is 14.5 for a reason. UAB is not in our stratosphere right now.
1: I also want to point out Dwayne McBride for uh, UAB has 1,400 yards rushing and 17 touchdowns.
0: Cool. Let's see how many he gets this weekend.
1: I. <laughs> Why do get three? <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh? Huh? Um, no, I know I'm talking a lot of crap, but like at the same time. It's not the same
1: level. It's yeah, not the no. Same
0: level. Absolutely not. LSU should stomp UAB. Yes. I'm honestly insulted the spread's not higher than what it is.
1: I, yeah, 14 and a half, man. Like. Yeah,
0: that's, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The spread should be like 28.
1: And you have an 11% chance at losing this game there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance.
0: Um no, LSU by a million. I know I've said that like so many times this season, but LSU by a million. Come I'm, on.
1: i mm-hmm. I'm going to say 31-14 LSU yeah, gets com- this,
0: though. 31-14. I
1: still think they I still think they score a touchdown too in like the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, when our like six string comes yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah or or maybe or, or maybe they like maybe it's 31-10 cuz i do end up kicking a field goal or something like that you know like no yeah lsu is not not i almost said not winning this game they're not losing this brother game. <laughs> brother win <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. lsu is not losing this game there's yeah no 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 you are beating uab you're for sure beating uab and then you're going to go see chip kelly in the in a bowl game <laughs> ah. There is a very real possibility that Brian Kelly, the Kelly Bowl, the Kelly Bowl, unless we compete for the national championship, you're not competing for the national championship. A two loss LSU is not going to compete for a national championship. <laughs> it's changed. Tickets as low as twenty dollars now, not twenty two. Wow. Um, yeah, no LSU. We is might for sure struggle
0: to pack Tiger Stadium for this
1: game. LSU is for sure winning this yeah. game.
0: No, on on the point of two loss LSU, we've won the national championship before with
1: two losses. Solely because Pitt beat West Virginia. You were not going to go to that champ, national championship if, if Kansas had not beat Missouri in the Big 12 championship and Pitt had not beat West Virginia.
0: And Rich Rob wouldn't have left in the dead of <laughs> night. But anyway, I digress. Um, speaking of West Virginia, Owen, take it away.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. There's literally nothing to talk about for West Virginia this week. It's not like our AD got fired on Monday. Literally.
0: I'm, I'm going to sit back. I'll – you go ahead.
1: I I don't know how I feel, to be honest. I mean, great. Change is coming, honestly. And, and here's the thing. I think – so, for, for those of you who don't know, West Virginia fired their AD, Shane Lyons, after eight years of being in the program. Um the thing that sh- got Shane Lyons fired, Neil Brown. of Hi- uh, fi- uh, Neil Brown and signing him in it to an extension at a ten, with a 10 and 10 overall coaching record at West Virginia. Um yeah. I uh West Virginia, they have to win this game to continue to be bowl eligible. Um they're 4 and 6 right now going up against the 7 and 3 uh K-State Wildcats. Um, it is yet to be determined who is uh, going to be starting for this game.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. Garrett,
1: Garrett, Garrett. Oh, also shout out to my cousin Caitlin Belcher for yeah. We for it. sure
0: forgot the name drop last week. Yeah,
1: no, she she texted me last week. It was like, hey. So mention Crow Ghetto and Crow Gucci and my dad, but you can't even mention me. She was our ride back and forth, a true MVP. Thank you, Caitlin. Made all the reservations, got the tickets. True MVP.
0: Sincerely appreciate you.
1: Yes, love you, KK. All right, there you go. There's a shout out. Um, it is undecided. Uh, West, uh, Neil Brown has even put in the fact that Nico Marchiol, the red shirt freshman could be starting this game. He could also be playing. I feel like it's just something to throw the, throw off the scent. Uh, Neil Brown has yet to decide. He will yet to announce uh, who the starting quarterback will be, whether it be JT Daniels or Garrett Green. I would love to see Garrett Green start. Um, right now, West Virginia's fired their AD. Um, it's, it's interesting on – What's going to happen, uh, West Virginia supposedly they have said that um, they're going to be hiring a new AD within the next three to four weeks, um, which means there's going to be massive turnover here in the WU Athletic Department. Uh, this, I'm going to say it right now, this probably is Neil Brown's last season. If it were not for Neil, for Shane Lyons, like you don't fire an AD – and then have a new AD come in and go, yeah, you're good, you can stay. No, I don't think that happens. I don't think that happens. I think there's going to be massive turnover at the end of the season. Uh, It was rumored while we were up there that if West Virginia had lost to Oklahoma that both Neil Brown and Shane Lyons got fired, which it was a weird weekend that Shane Lyons got fired because WVU basketball had beat Pitt, uh, blew out Pitt, by the way, Football team had beat Oklahoma for the first time since joining the Big Twelve, and the women's soccer team is advancing in the national championship bracket. What a weird week to be fired! Like an all like a like a triple you know triple crown for most of your sports are being
0: very successful at that point. And but
1: yeah, I think I think the real issue here is for West Virginia is not so much Neil Brown. That was a bad hire. At the time, it was not. I I will not fault Shane Lyons for hiring Neil Brown because we all thought that Neil Brown was going to be the it guy. Was going to be the he's going to
0: make the jump from Troy to West Virginia. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: and, and, honestly, tell me, tell me, looking at Troy's record, how could you have not said that Neil Brown was going to be the next guy? He beat LSU in Death Valley at night. At night, I know you don't like it, but still. And then he beat Nebraska as well, okay? His first season he went four and eight at Troy, okay? But then he had ten win seasons. He went ten and uh ten and two, ten and three, ten and three. And won all three of those bowl games. Like four seasons at Troy was great. Don't blame him for signing. I, I don't blame Shane Lyons for signing Neil Brown. However. Where I do blame him is giving him that ludicrous contract. Of a buyout of twenty million dollars it was a it was a bad deal it was a bad it was great for Neil Brown, terrible for West Virginia, and that's what got him fired. But I also think you see those bad decisions that he made in you know hindsight's twenty twenty Bob Huggins is going to be retiring within the next three years. he's got to I mean the man's turning seventy next year. there's no way that he keeps coaching for another ten, you know. I don't think he's going to be the next Bill Snyder, where Bill Snyder was coaching K-State football up into his 80s. Um, <clears throat> I I think I think that that is also a reason is they want to make sure that that they get an AD in there who hires a good who knows what he's doing and hires a good basketball coach. I think because it's it's one thing to replace a 21 and 24 football coach who's been here for four years. It's another to replace a Hall of Fame basketball coach in Bob Huggins. And I think that's another reason that Shane Lyons was let go. So that's kind of the up and up on West Virginia athletics right now. No AD. Shane Lyons is out. New AD is going to be brought in. Um, Rob Mullins, who is the AD at Oregon, is a WVU grad. Uh, there's an LSU guy by the name of Matt Borman, who is also a WVU grad. Wit Babcock, who is the AD at Virginia Tech, don't want him. He's a hokey. Don't want him in my Mountaineer program. Uh, also, he hired Justin Fuente as well. He was yeah bad call yeah. And Brent Pride, but it, again, this is his first year. Um. But there's a few others out there. Yeah, uh, I, I, ad like ad hires are not something I really look at as much. Even though this is a more important hire than a than a football coach hire, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because if you have a bad look, as you just said, Huggy
1: Bear's gone. Huggy Bear. Be, he, he will be gone with Huggy
0: Bear is going to be gone, how are you going to replace him? Exactly. A football coach, you can find
1: a lot of different
0: options. You can probably poach away an offensive coordinator from the NFL, Offer him a big-time money contract.
1: Hugh Freeze, Matt Rule. Yeah,
0: there's there's so many different options you can go with head coach. With AD, you have to have someone who has experience coaching multiple sports, understanding multiple sports. But
1: also in this day and age, has to be business-minded.
0: Yeah, you have to run your program like a business. You can't run your program like, oh, hey, uh, me and cousin Jimbo are going to go down over to the hill and beat Alabama real quick. Um if you want to like, no, you, you can't make it a family oriented. Like, um, you you can't have a small business mindset going into an athletic director program. You have to do what's in best interest for ticket sales. You have to do what's in the best interest for fans. If you want to keep your job as well. And you have to also keep the board happy Mm -hmm. because else you're going to end up like Shane Lyons.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, going into Kansas State now, so that's all in the up and up for West Virginia Athletics. Right now, um, Adrian Martinez is six touch, has six touchdowns, one interception, just a little over 1,200 yards passing. He's 118 for 184. JT Daniels is 200 for 327, 2,100 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I'm doubtful he'll start this game. Um, I, I would venture to say that it's Garrett Green, but we'll see. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, who is a big, big threat. Uh, 198 carries, over thousand yards rushing, five touchdowns. Tony Mathis, 122 carries, 545 yards, five touchdowns. Bryce Ford Wheaton has five reception, 58 receptions, five receptions, 58 receptions, 600. Could you imagine five receptions
0: for 641 yards, and seven grief. touchdowns. Good How are we
1: not like that? Like that right there would be. I feel like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I feel like that would be a like a, a ten and 0 team. You know. Anyways, uh, 641 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, West Virginia right now putting up 31 uh, more points than Kansas State, putting up 31 points a game compared to Kansas State, who's putting up 30 points a game. I know it's just a one-point difference, but, you know. Uh, Kansas State's giving up 17.5 points a game. West Virginia's giving up 33. 33. Uh, West Virginia's putting up 409 total yards of offense compared to – Kansas State, who's putting up 417. Kansas State, 203 on the, through the air, 214 on the ground. West Virginia, 243 through the air, 165 on the ground. West Virginia's giving up 415 yards on defense versus Kansas State, who's giving up 361 yards. As we've said before, it's West Virginia's secondary, 268 through the uh, through the air. Um, West Virginia's giving up 268 through the air and uh, K-State's given up 217 through the air. Pretty much the same on the ground, though. West uh, West Virginia's given up 147 on the ground compared to Kansas State, who's given up 144. West Virginia in their, la- the- their last five, they've won two out of their last five, beat Oklahoma, we were there, Woohoo! <laughs> 23-20. Uh, lost and got crushed by Iowa State, 31-14. Played a close game against TCU, 41-31. Uh, and then got blown out by Texas Tech, 48-10, and then beat Baylor, 43-40. Kansas State, absolutely – this is what scares me – absolutely demolished Baylor, 31-3, lost to Texas, 34-27, absolute demolished Oklahoma State, 48-0, lost in a two-score game to TCU, 38-28, and then lost – or won in a one-score game to Iowa State, Ten to nine. The over/under for this game is fifty-four and a half. The spread is seven and a half. Um, if we start Garrett Green, I think there's new life. Um, like we said before, Carl. But like we said, like we have said before, Cole. All the great Mountaineer teams have had a run-pass option when it can, not necessarily, but it's a sp- uh, spread offense. You uh, with Major Harris. Pat White, a little bit with Gino, a little bit with Skylar Howard. Um when we were really really good when we were competitive. When you know, we were at our most competitive with the spread offense with Pat White, Steve Slayton, Owen Schmidt, all those guys, you know. Um So yeah, I I I'm not going to give a prediction. West Virginia's 4 and 6 on the year. If they lose this, no no more bowl eligibility. Um and they're two and five in conference. Obviously, not going to compete for a Big Twelve title. Kansas State very much so isn't running for for a Big Twelve title. They're seven and three, five and two in conference. If they drop this game, they're they're out. They're out. Yes, yeah. they are. They are for sure out. And it would be an Oklahoma State and TCU. Well, I would say too, if Oklahoma State loses to Bedlam and then they lose to us next week, they would also be. It's it still be a toss up. It still be a toss up.
0: Um. If Garrett Green gets the start, and that is the only way I am picking West Virginia to win, if Garrett Green gets the start, because I agree with you, I think your offense completely and totally changes whenever he's on the field. If it is anyone else under center, which let's be real, it's Neil Brown, it's probably going to be somebody else. Kansas State is winning this game. Mm -hmm. And even if Garrett Green gets the start, it is going to be on a last second field goal.
1: More than likely.
0: Again, not trying to hurt your feelings.
1: No, oh no, I understand. I understand. The, the if, it, if
0: it's it, let's be real if it's JT Daniels or if it's anybody else under center, Maybe. unless Nico Markiel or Goose Crowder, and that's the only come other absolutely dominate. Yeah, so um, but if it's JT Daniels under under center, y'all are probably going to get blown out.
1: Yep. Yep. So that's all I got for this episode.
0: Go Tigers. Go
1: Tigers. Go ears. Yeah. Edo for for for, <laughs> for
0: West Virginia athletic director. <laughs> no, no, no. I was
1: going to say for head coach. Oh my gosh. Just here. I would love to see that. Go yes. Go yes. And just here and just see Edo and Bob Huggins close out a Morgantown bar out there on High Street. Oh god, that would be terrible. I can awesome? imagine that tab. That tab like, would be insane. That would be an insane tab. But I'm Owens Pellnik. My name's Cole Connor. For the both of us here at this table, thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.